Yeah, you know what time it is. It's time for Bo and Nick, the losers with a dream. Uh-huh. <sighs> what a waste of time. Yep, they're losers. You're listening, so who's the freaking loser, people? Welcome to Bo and Nick's Losers with a Dream. Yeah. I freaking hate them so much. The look at their funny because they suck at everything. You're listening. The question is, why? Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa, it's your fault, buddy! <laughs> this guy's at the beach trying to get laid. Welcome to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers. And we have big dreams. Yes, we do. And I just want to say... And we're living them. Yeah. And you know what? I'd like, I'd like people to follow us on Instagram because we have a lot of new followers. We have a lot of new listeners. And it would be good if they came over and saw what we were doing on the gram. Yeah. So, Nick, where can they find you, my friend? They could find me at Nick Scopes. Hmm. And they can find... And also at Antifa.com. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they can find me at... Bo McDowell Comedy. Bo is spelled B-E-A-U because I'm French and I'm hot. Yeah! <laughs> if you're an OG listener, you know where that's from. I, I had a lot of people Call reach back. out. I had a lot of people reach out this week. They're like, why don't you do that anymore? I was like, all right. I was like, like, you're, you're like, I thought I got old. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as comics, you, you ever like, we have jokes that we're like, I gotta say this shit again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just How, get yeah. sick of it. How many times I gotta do the same song and dance for you people? <laughs> It's a dancing bear over here. Anyways, <laughs> listen, let's get into our first segment. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to do the mental health check-in. Yes. And we do not do scale of one to ten. No, we don't. We're not boring. We're creators. <laughs> We're artists. Artists. So artistic that after we give the mental health check-in, I'm going to clap like this. I'm just going to snap. Like we're at a poetry jam in Brooklyn. Yes. Where they sell homemade jam. And no one wears shoes. <laughs> no one wears shoes. <laughs> and their parents pay their rent. Okay. Anyways. That's where Daddy sorry, gets upset. I, I blacked out. Where you're am ticker. I? You're yeah. ticker. You're ticker. You're ticker, Papa. <laughs> it's going to get... We're also wearing black today because we're chubby. Anyways, <laughs> we feel bad. So, mental health check-in, my man. How are you feeling? I feel like O.J. Simpson because... Because oh, you were one of the best running backs in Wilton High School history. <laughs> They didn't put me at running back. I like the, weird. I like you the, have the body type. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, because I am on trial. Okay. Oh god. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot of. I got a lot of messages from the uh, from the peanut gallery <laughs> that listens to this podcast. They were upset about some fat shaming that apparently happened. On last week's episode, from you, I was. It was not from me, okay. I was technically, no. technically no, okay. I was speaking about a thong that my mother found, and she called the woman a large march, right? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and people were very upset about this. I had a few people reach out and go, "You know what? That's fat shaming. That's not very good." And I just want to clear my name because I have always been a proponent. If you know me, Nick, listen, this Nick, this Nick, if help. you know help. me, I have always been a fan of a little meat on the bone, right? Clearly. I've <laughs> Although he leaves none when he eats ribs. That's right. That's house. right. I've always been. I have always said, as long as the hole is wet, it is good oh. to pet. <laughs> you thought Lisa was going to not throw up when you said that? <laughs> We 
listen, we gotta say earmuffs when we say things <laughs> like that in front of Lisa. We learned this. I know. I just want to see if I can get the joke I over. Know. <laughs> but listen, listen. So I Bo is a listen, chubby man. As I said, as I said before, yeah. I have always been a pr- proponent of fats and being heavy, and I have I have no leg to stand on as my tits. Gargorging over as we speak. We're gonna have a spinoff. It's just Bo doing a solo <laughs> podcast. It's called Dense and Delusional. Follow that on Weight Watchers website. And you know, so I just want you to. I just want to say to all the ladies out there who may have been, and the fellas who may feel like I was shaming them. I do not shame you. I love you. Be big. Be bold. Be beautiful. And you know, give me a call sometime because I'm. Uh, I'm not a discriminatory uh, person. Uh, he's pretty lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beggars can't be choosers, yeah. right? <laughs> oh no! Wow, uh, that was incredible. That was a that was a tightrope walk that, that I did tough. not do well with. <laughs> I'm picturing an elephant on a tightrope. I was I was on I was on the way here. I was like, I don't think this is gonna get over, but I'm gonna try. Yeah. <laughs> hey man we're having fun we yeah. know we're good guys it's exactly. all good we're comics we're just trying to be funny so nick where yes. are you at mentally all right so last year it's a little bit of a saga last year pandemic hits i'm living at home with my dad i got a rope around my neck no i'm just kidding i'm living <laughs> at home with my dad i uh, you know, a little lonely, obviously. Work shut down. Don't know what's going to happen. Download Hinge. Start talking to this girl. We match on Hinge. Yeah. And as we know, and we could say this on the dating apps, there's sometimes where people just, they got the personality of that paper cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Not much and there. the convos aren't good. <laughs> nothing creative. The nothing, convos. right? The convos are not good. I like abbreviations. Abbreviations. <laughs> abbreviations. So, match with this girl. Hit it off. I'm right. I'm like fine. Oh my god, this girl. You're full chub. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> and I'm even. She's nervous. COVID just started. She's nervous. I go. We can do an outdoor date. You want to walk? Right. Whatever you're comfortable with. We set up this date. We're talking for a while. The day before comes, text her. Nothing. Yep. That morning, nothing. <laughs> right before the date, hey, just it's all good if you don't want to chill. Like just let me yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. One yeah. Of those. Yeah. Like, it's all good. I've never met you before. I'm not. I don't expect. No expectation. Didn't hear from her. Okay. Last week, I'm on a walk. My walks as I do, because <laughs> I'm healthy. I go on my walk, and I get a text, and it's from her, and it goes, hey. Ooh. And I go, well, well, well. <laughs> she goes, I'm listening to your podcast. It's oh. hilarious. Also, Lisa's impression of you is spot on. Wow. First of all, we've never I've never met. Yeah, yeah. So she you don't has know. No idea what you she sound has like. seen Instagram yeah. videos. Okay. Right? My point is I know this is long. My mental health check-in, <laughs> I'm feeling like Adam Sandler and Wedding Singer. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Because he's trying to move on. He's trying to be with Julia and his shitty... <laughs> she's not shitty, but his ex it's comes back and she's like, big. I like you again. She yeah. left him at the altar, right? She just left him there and she saw the success he was yeah. having and he's yep. on his rise and she's like, I'm going to latch on to that. He's doing yeah. well. Yeah. You saw the stardom, right? You felt the talent, lady. 
I'm, dude, Rocket Man, you know that Elm John song? <laughs> yes. He wrote that about me. <laughs> okay. All Rocket right. Man, I'm gonna suck your dick and lick your balls. Those are the words. Actual words. Now, that song came out in the early 70s. I was born in 1988, so maybe it wasn't about me, or maybe you just sensed it. Either way. We like to believe. She saw the talent and right. the stardom, and now she's on board. It's crazy. And thank God this doesn't come out for a few weeks because I'm seeing her Friday night. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you went back. You let her. You let her. Hey pro- man! <laughs> Our topic today. You'll see. It kind of moves into it. Uh, yep. Right. Okay. Codependency. So, yes. Before we do that. <laughs> before we do that. We fall in love easily. And apparently, go. twice in one year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're a couple of guys who love to love. Love to love. You I would to love to know. You want me to go again? Yeah. I just went. I'm exhausted. All right, fine. I'll tell you who I fell right. in love yes, with. Yes, please do. You I with? fell in love with me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because right. Monday night, I had a show and I got the tape. You want to see the tape? I'll show you the tape. It's a good tape. It's one of the best. Oh, I'm it's doing a wide Trump lens. now. <laughs> yeah. I had right, a show <laughs> at the Gotham Comedy Club. Gotham, not the Gotham. The Gotham Comedy you Club. You like a parent trying to talk about like Batman with their kids. I was at the Gotham. <laughs> they live and in the Gotham. I, I mean, I lit the room on fire. Lisa knows she was there. She will corroborate I was later there. in the episode. I was there. And I just feel pretty good. You know what I mean? I fell in love with myself. I fell in love with stand-up comedy again and just being out there and just being like oh man this is this is exactly what i want to do and i felt amazing after the show and my favorite part of that set was i get off i put the mic down and i'm walking i'm walking right off stage and i see you there just big big smile just so excited and you give me that big hug and like it was it was a great moment i think for both of us just like me walking off i was like dude i fucking love this guy we did i was yeah i was pumped dude yeah i'm not like usually this be the point where i'd be like you weren't that good right like i don't i don't want to do that today i'm just gonna be honest (laughs) it was like i'm not in the fucking mood uh he no he fucking crushed and obviously like we all people know a little bit like the, the comics know who we are they know we have yeah. a podcast together and we're friends so like for me it was like watching one of your boys like yeah it was like one of your boys just made a fucking huge tackle yeah in yeah, a yeah. Big game and you're like that's what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> our team that's how we practice all the yeah. people our, that my meathead side came yeah. out i was ready to headbutt you through yeah. the wall i really was i was yeah. so pumped it was funny because you like did you were still in like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look like you're like shell shocked. Yeah, like you're out of Vietnam, and I was like, dude. And you were like, what? They, like, you were like, what's your name? Like yeah. you were like so like like you got dementia yeah. for two minutes. But no, yeah. you crushed. It was fun. I'm gonna do it in October, and then they're gonna forget you, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, had to get one. Yeah. I, I was back in the mood. I was back in the mood. So yeah, I fell in love, man. I just fell in love with the whole thing, and I had a great time. Yeah. So, I would love to know who you fell in love so with. So, I fell in love with. This is actually kind of a little bit of a serious one. Okay. I'm going to try to not get emotional about it because I got emotional about it. I'm turning into you and Lisa. I'm getting too emotional <laughs> and I don't like it. And I need to start shoving shit down and eating steak more or something. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Anyway, I had something happen. I'll get into details on later episodes, but I had something happen basically that I knew was going to be short term. But you know, when you're just in your head. 
Yeah. And you're playing it over and over and over. And it's really in the big picture, not that big a deal. Yeah. In that moment, I was in a CVS just spiraling out of control. Yeah. In my head about something. And I knew it would be short term. I was like, you'll be fine. No one's going to die. Nothing's going to happen. Everything's going to be fine. But I'm at at this moment, I get, I'm in CVS. I'm, my world's over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In my head about something. I get up to the cashier. This cute little like middle-aged guy. Yeah. You know? And I'm talking to him. He's so nice. Which, by the way, like when you have someone in like a, just a cashier who's just like pleasant. Oh, yeah. It can changes, turn your day around. Yeah. It can absolutely. Changes your whole day. Yeah, yeah. This guy was very pleasant. And uh, as I was checking out, I started to notice he had like kind of like, I think it was like Tourette's or a tick. Yeah. And he was like, mm, like holding things in. You could tell because he was right. kind of embarrassed. And I'm checking out and I was like, got like a little teary eyed. And I was like. I'm complaining about something that is going to end. Right. Like I have a few, whatever. It's really not that big a deal. This guy has to live with us the rest of his fucking life. Right. A little dark in the moment. Maybe a little, a little weird thought. I I don't know. I'm just like, that was a weird thought to have, but also I got a little emotional. I was like, what the fuck are you whining about? Right. Dude, there's nothing better. What am I? (laughs) Yeah. And then I texted Lisa immediately after that. And I was like, I, I mean, that changed my whole, yeah. It's like, hey, man, you're good. It's yeah. all good. Yeah. So that sweetheart, middle-aged man at CVS in Westport, I love you, buddy. Love you, man. He was so pleasant, too. Yeah, yeah. I great. mean, empathy and just like feeling uh, feeling for somebody else's experience can completely turn... It just like cuts you right into gratitude because you're just like, oh, all right, man. Like I, Like, my life isn't that bad. You know, and and not that this guy's life is that bad or that you even need to feel that for him, but just just understanding that like, you know, what it's you're dealing with is world. gonna be okay. Yeah, and in and, and therapy earlier this week and I won't get into this whole story, but just essentially my we were talking about comedy and she's like, You don't think you've been through worse things than not doing well on stage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She goes, Is that your <laughs> That's your big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your funnies aren't yeah, working. Yeah. You're right. Your funnies aren't working. You, you, that's the worst thing yeah. you've been through. And she goes, yeah. if it is, you got a great life. But she goes, I know for a fact it's not. So what yeah. the fuck are you? What are you going to do? But anyway, yeah. that's who I fell in love with this week. I um, love that, man. I love that. And we're going to have a great topic coming right up. It's going to be yeah. codependent. So stick around after a break from our sponsor. Dude, I don't know what to wear to the gym anymore. Definitely not your Grateful Dead belly shirt. <laughs> I thought it was good. You go to the gym? Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh. Listen, you two idiots. Stop fighting. Best looking gym stuff I ever seen. Fitnesswank.com. I wear it, and I'm a fitness influencer in my own house. That's true. She is. She is. Ballroom dancing bitch. She's the talk of the treadmill. Fitnesswank.com. Seriously, it's the only shit that hides your tits and highlights mine. (laughs) You said fitnesswank.com? That's the website. (laughs) Fitnesswank.com. Hello and welcome back to the Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams and we're going for them because we're not scared and we're cute. That's right. I'm not scared at all. (laughs) Not even a little bit. Not even a little. I'm a warrior. (laughs) Anyways, we have come to the part of the show where we're going to talk about our topic, the main topic for today. Yes. Codependency. Mm. Codependence. (laughs) 
whatever. I didn't go to Yale. Okay. <laughs> basically a gym teacher. All right. Um, yeah. So how did we come to this topic, Bosef? Well, we got there because I had some heartbreak. No. <laughs> I, uh, so as you may have remembered, if you've been listening to the show, last week I had a date. Uh, I was very excited about it. Uh, we went out. We ate some food, some tapas, some tapas, some tapas, and and I thought it was going really well. And then he thought he was going to top that off. Yeah, and yeah, and I mean, the it, I it went well. We were having a nice time. We went on a second date. Things seemed like they were going to kind of be good. And then she kind of dropped the bomb on me. Uh, that, Gap band, baby. Yeah, that uh, your boy was staying in the uh, friend zone, as hey! they say. <laughs> Not the end zone. Uh, yeah, really. He didn't score. There were no the friend zone. No points to be had. No points. Yeah. Yeah. He tried for a two-point conversion. It didn't work. It, it did not just, work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the safety. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to tackle the quarterback. Yeah. You know, in uh, the end there's zone. too many sports references. Many, and, <laughs> we're losing our San Franciscan yeah. <laughs> listener base. What are they talking about? Yeah. And uh, I, so, I, I got very upset. Um, it wasn't like too bad but i was i was pretty bummed you know and like i definitely i definitely was feeling it and i have and then whenever there's like a there's a moment where you get rejected like that you know or anything like that you you just start to feel this fear of being alone right your 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 mind goes to like the worst case scenario of like I'm just gonna be alone forever. Mm. No one's ever gonna love me. Catastrophizing. It, right. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> and it comes back to even like imposter syndrome, where it's like, who am I to have love? Right. And so I had this this whole experience, and I was, uh, you know, I was pretty sad and pretty angry, and I had to go up on stage Sunday night, and I just I went up to the crowd and I was I was yelling and I was running around the stage. <laughs> And running, I was what? I was pacing around the stage. I was slowly, briskly walking around the stage and <laughs> lumbering. <laughs> I was lumbering. Is the word. I was shuffling. I was shuffling. Yeah. And um, I had a great set, but I, I, I knew that something was going on. Like I could just feel like this, this anger and this sadness. And um, and then I met with some guys uh that week, and we talked about. You know, just like that fear, that fear of being alone. And and it really all comes back to codependency because really codependency is, uh, you know, is placing uh, your value in other people or other things, mm. right? And for me, it's like when I see that a girl likes me or if I'm really, you know, good stand up or whatever, but it, it mainly comes down to, to girls, women. Where I just like, oh, if if she likes me, then I'm okay. If the crowd, if, if the crowd likes me, I'm okay. Right, exactly. I'm good. If I if I get that validation from uh, a romantic partner, then I'm fine. And um, and this has been like a, definitely a a theme in my life. Like I I didn't really have I had girlfriends kind of in in high school and college like I'd I'd be seeing a girl for a period of time but it was never very official. And then I had my first like real girlfriend when I uh got sober. 
um, against the wishes of everybody in my life. I I got I got a girlfriend pretty quickly, and <laughs> against the wishes. And literally, everyone was like, "I don't think so. Probably not a good idea, right?" And I was like, "Oh, she likes me, and I need help." You know what I mean? And <laughs> and so I immediately kind of jumped into this pretty quick relationship with this girl that lasted a few years and I lived for her man I really lived to be a boyfriend um I wanted to be the perfect boyfriend I wanted um I wanted her to be happy and if she wasn't happy then I was sad right and it became all about me uh trying to win her affection and and win her love uh as like my life goal because if she was happy and if I was keeping her happy then I was okay and then I was a good guy and I didn't have a lot of self-esteem um especially being like newly sober I just didn't have a lot of like uh well you got a lot going on at that point yeah yeah I just I was kind of an empty shell and even I don't want to segue but just like your body alone oh yeah 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 yeah, (laughs) your health I I was going through a lot and um I was finally starting to feel okay and a lot of the reasons why I was feeling okay was because this girl was validating me emotionally, you know? And so, yeah, it it became my whole life was about... (laughs) 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 It's like the sign in the back was just like, yeah, this show isn't really that good. You're in the friend zone. Yeah, hey Bo, this this story Even bombing. Our logo yeah. doesn't want to hang <laughs> out with us. Oh, just leave it. It left me just uh, like my hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm codependent with the sign. Yeah. <laughs> Does the sign not like me? Hey Lou, don't show up. This is what happens. You're fired. Anyway, uh, go, I'm sorry. Go our ahead. audio listeners are like, what sign? What yeah. sign are they talking about? There's a logo behind us that fell. Yes. It will be on our Instagram. And YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. It will be on our Instagram. And so anyways, I, uh, yeah, like I, everything was about this girl validating me. And I think that it kind of stretches into my dating life now where I'm just, I don't feel whole completely without a partner. And when I have the, even the excitement of like a new person, I get excited because I go, oh, this will kind of fill that gap. And it's a good sign that, you know, maybe it's just not exactly, maybe it's just not right right now. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm just not there yet. And And that's completely fine. Yeah, it is. And it's hard to accept where you're at with that. Like it's hard to with anything. Yeah. It's really, it's really hard to accept like that. Oh, I'm just a codependent little bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, cause it's not what you want to be. And, 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 you know, and, and I wish that I could be kind of the guy that goes, Oh yeah, she's upset. Doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? Doesn't bother me. (laughs) I'm doing my side of the street's clean and it's okay. But it really is true. Like, yeah, dude, I get that. That's like when I see married guys that are like, yeah, wife's being annoying, so I went golfing. <laughs> I was like, what? you did? How did you, really? Yeah. How did you? You didn't. You're okay with that? <laughs> like, I get nervous when I hear. I'm like, you didn't follow her around the house and go, do you need anything? Because yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I would do. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like you're upset, <laughs> mommy's upset, yeah. and it it really does go back to childhood. It goes back to like mom if mom was upset then i felt like oh i need to save her 
you know, and like, oh, I need, um, you know, I, I need her to be happy so that I can feel happy. And if I'm not being a good son, then where am I? You know what I mean? And, and that didn't help. It didn't help that, you know, and, and my mother's a, a great person, but you know, she, listen, and at least you have one. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> but no, but, but you know, she, she did a good job mom of uh of like nurturing that codependent kind of behavior you know what i mean like if if mom got upset and i ran to her she was like oh good he's there to save me you know what i mean and and uh and you know that's how it still goes that's why i get calls from her twice a day but you know what i mean it's it it all stems back from that so i thought it was a really good topic to talk about because i think a lot of people struggle with this and i think that it's something that I mean, even a few years ago, if you told, if you said, "Oh, you're really codependent," I'd be like, "Oh, really?" Because I don't even know what that. I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, I didn't know until I met. I Lisa. thought it was just until I met Lisa. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, when she like explained it to me. I was like, "What's that?" Yeah, I thought that <laughs> for the most part, I thought that it was just something that like white girls say when they're mad at you, like you're so codependent, or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, like I really did. I thought it was just like a like a term they throw in your face, like gaslighting. Like I don't know what gaslighting is, <laughs> but I've been called a gaslighter before. And I still don't know. I go, well, I've never, I, my gas is full. So I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. My gas tank is full. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a term girls use to say, you're not doing well. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yeah, like codependent is definitely, it falls into that category of like, I don't quite know, but yeah. And then once you learn about it, you go, yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yep. And it's, it's a tough thing to break. It's a tough habit to break because like I said, it stems from childhood and it's so deeply rooted. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, dude. Like why, I think I, I don't know if I ever said this on air, but I've, no, I've said to you guys in, uh, just at like the diners and stuff hanging out, but <clears throat> even like as a little kid, right? Like my yeah. mom died when I was six. So as a little kid as like a boy seven eight nine year old boy usually they're like at parties with other you know yeah boys whatever running around and playing whatever yeah me i was sitting with all the women yeah like all the moms like around the table like what are we talking about <laughs> like i like an eight-year-old i was like oh dish yeah yeah, yeah. Who, t- who brought what dip yeah. i basically was at like a t- i was like is this a tupperware party <laughs> who are we mad at are we mad yeah. at karen yeah oh my god I was like, just wanted to be near right women that were mother figures and that followed me into now. So it happens. Yeah. So you, you were just trying to replace mom. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my, one of my buddies, this was years ago. It was like five, six years ago. We were talking on the phone and I was like, yeah, I'm going out with some, some girls from work. And he goes, do you realize you make friends with women that are old enough to be your mother all the time? <laughs> yeah. He goes, I've never met a guy who's friends of more middle-aged women. <laughs> At 26 years yeah. old, I was like, "He's like, why do you think that is?" And my dumb ass, I was like, "I don't know, really." Yeah. And he's like, "It's crazy, Come on, man. <laughs> really? You don't know why?" And I was like, "Oh, right, yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, for me, that's where uh, the codependency is coming. But also, like you said, with relationships, even after you know it was a short thing with the girl, it's like Lisa said the other day, it's it had an end. Yeah, it's still something that happened. I've gotten freaked out even after like a first date. If say if it didn't go well, yeah. That's triggered fear in me about like I'm never gonna right. It's one fucking hey yeah. It's one person right. You met one time yeah. Absolutely. It's okay. You know what I mean yeah. But you start again catastrophizing these things now. One of the things 
Lisa asked us to kind of talk about was like, when does the fear kick up of yeah. being like not being with someone or being go dependent, whatever. So I told the story to them and I'll obviously I'm going to tell it to you. So uh, a few weeks back at my buddy's wedding, uh, you know, we're all the same age. Literally all these guys grew up with middle school, elementary school. Yeah. And I'm single. One of our other single buddies and uh, a married friend of ours. We're all in like a circle just talking. Yeah. And our buddy is like, dude, check out this chick I matched <laughs> with on Bumble. Yeah. She's sending me and he's showing us pics, mm. videos. Oh, boy. And we're like sitting there like this and we're all like, yeah. You know, we go back to our middle school selves. Oh, yeah. We're like, oh, Immediately. Dude. Yeah. 33 years old, all of us. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's so. Oh, yeah, she's fucking hot. Blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. And then he's done. He like closed out the messages, and then he was quiet for a minute. He goes, "You know, but I would really like a family someday." <laughs> <laughs> and I and I immediately and we immediately again. Now we're thirty three again. Yeah, and yeah, I went yeah. and I went. No, nah, I get that. Yeah, and our yeah. buddy who's married, who his wife is, I sat next to her. The way she's the coolest. He's like, yeah. He goes, yeah, man, it is. Yeah, like this is fun and like I get it. Yeah, but like I, my wife's awesome. Right, like, right. I, I, like <laughs> I, I love this woman. Like, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, like he knew uh, that buddy of mine. I won't say his name, but he knew. He's like, I knew on my first date with her. So yeah, I texted one of my boys. I go, this yeah. girl's the best. Yeah, and and the guy who was showing us those videos, he goes away for work a lot for months on end. He's like, yeah, man. Like I just it gets old. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I know. It was cool for that. 30 seconds we were looking at all these things right but that's when it kicked in and i thought because sometimes you think you're the only one that has those feelings too right and then you're like oh no there's other guys my age who are feeling the same way about it yeah and i think that there's there's like a there's a difference there because it's like yes obviously you i think it's okay to want the things that you know you want right like you're you're yeah, yeah, you're yeah. allowed to want the the wife and the kids and everything um I think it, as long as you're not losing your own value in getting it right, like as as that's, long that's yeah very yeah well put right because because like it's and, and it's perfectly natural to have the biological reaction of like eh, look at this chick you know what I mean look totally normal yeah yeah that's normal <laughs> completely normal and then and then to have the oh yeah well I really want this is totally normal. It's just when you're willing to lose yourself at all costs to get that thing. And that's when it becomes an addiction, right? Yeah. It becomes like literally, and I love how everything always comes back to addiction, but it really is like wanting validation from somebody and constantly going back to the well to get it, no matter how it makes you feel or how much you, you kind of hurt yourself is where you can get addicted into these codependent loops and eventually you will hit a bottom. Eventually you will look at that person and go, fuck you and run away, um, which is what happened with my ex where I just went, you know what? Can't do it anymore, lady. And I had to walk out of that relationship, yeah. right? Um, and oh my God, the pain that I experienced, like breaking that tie. Like when you have a super codependent relationship and it's it's such a big part of your life and a big part of your self-esteem and you cut ties with it, it really it's it's like it's like losing uh you're really grieving like a, a drug you know that you're addicted to and it's an intense man it's an intense experience i was talking to last night uh i hope she doesn't mind me sharing this a relative of mine she's recently um her relationship is ending yeah i'm just gonna say that 
a relationship is ending, I'm going to say this too. It's a good move. Right. It's a good move. And she, yeah. but she was very much in her head. She's been, she is very good. She tries to save people constantly. Yeah. I mean, her friends, I'm like, are you running a charity we don't know about? <laughs> like, they're, oh, they're fine people, but like, just nightmares. Like, yeah. like, just nightmares. And I'm like, what are we, what's happening here? So, yeah. um, no, I'm the same way. But she's yeah. all like, I feel like such a, uh, she's saying, I feel like such a loser, like I right. have another failed relationship. And I'm like, stop. Yeah. And she's like, what will our family say? I go, first of all, our family's dumb. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You got a guy making hot dog. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, dad. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm like, I go, she's she's a year younger than me. She's thirty two. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're an adult. How do you feel? I understand right. this is hard. I get it. Yeah, I get it. And she's the she always is trying to save people. Yeah. And so now she's like, but she's feeling like she's not like you just said, nailed it. Like she's feeling like she's not where. Or, ah, did I make a mistake? Or you yeah. lose that drug, you lose drugs, alcohol, whatever. Yep. You're like, how could I? And that's why it's going to fix it. It's so easy when somebody breaks ties with a codependent relationship. And I'm sure Lisa will talk about this. It's so easy to go back. It's so, it's so easy to go. Like it fixes the pain you're having at that moment. How many, I'm in so much pain. This will end it. Right. How many relationships do you know <laughs> that weren't good, but they can't help but just keep going back to each other. And they keep uh, restarting it. They keep doing it. Most. Right. Exactly. Most. It's most. never like the good relationship where they're like, where they're like, oh, you know, we just ended on good terms. And th- that's never the relationship where they're calling each other at 2 a.m. Like six months later. Like that's not, it's not because <laughs> it was good. It was because they both. I saw your Instagram yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were, this is, you said it was your friend, but you guys are hanging out all the time now. <laughs> right. And, and now all of a sudden you get caught back in that loop because you don't, you don't feel good about yourself in a moment you start to slip with something else in your life and then you go you know what just the same way you would relapse on alcohol or drugs or shopping or food you are now relapsing on that person it's tough and that is a really intense experience because it doesn't feel that bad right it's almost like and it does but it's not the same as like you know, going out and having a drink where, you know, like, Oh, my life is going to really get turned upside down by this. It's kind of like, it's kind of like this. Oh, well, I'm just calling that person. I'm just calling that girl. I'm just calling that guy. Yeah, I know. And you can make a million reasons why you can sit there all night. Well, you know, I left one of my socks at their house. (laughs) I really should get it back because that particular sock, my grandfather gave it to me. And like, you start, yeah, you start spiraling. (laughs) Yeah. How can I make a connection with them? Right, right. Hey, sorry. Um, that's probably the most codependent thing you can ever do is leave like a, a, a part of your clothing at, at their place so you can go get it the next day. Oh, I just want to see you again. Like that is such a red flag. I leave and... clothes at Lisa's house all the time. <laughs> she yells at me every time. I don't want your fucking underwear in my house. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, man, it really, it's tough. And it's, it's so easy to just keep going back. Dude, I mean, I've done I, that with my ex so many times. My first relationship ever in high school, over I, probably eight to 10 times. Oh yeah. Month on, month off, month on, month off. Yeah. Never did that again. Right. I got it all out in that one relationship. Cause yeah. after that, once a relationship ended, I was done that day. 
Right. Because I remember that was, oh, it was so painful, dude. Yeah. It was nuts. Also, I was, you know, 18 and taking steroids, so my brain wasn't in the best place. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. And what's even worse is when, you know, she leaves you for a hot videographer with tattoos and a boa constrictor around <laughs> his neck. Just kidding. Love you, <laughs> And you're like, he's better than me. Oh, and he, my and God. And he goes jujitsu. He's yeah. hot. He can beat me up. Yeah. And the healthy thing, the healthy thing, which we'll never do, by the way, is to see <laughs> is to see your ex or somebody that you had this codependent relationship with with somebody else and then going like, oh, well, they seem happy. And that's I just want her to be happy. I just want her to be happy is such a lie. It's never been said honestly by any person in the world. Right. It's like it's crazy. No, I want to become world famous and then rub it in all their faces. <laughs> I want to be getting out of a Lexus with a model, and they're like, "Oh, you're here." And I'm like, "Oh, you have uh, seven kids. Your husband left you. Sucks for you." <laughs> also, not the healthiest reaction. Hey, man, I fight that urge. What are you gonna do? Love yeah, that urge. but it's yeah, it's so it's so like in our DNA though, and we are excited because now we get Speaking to hear of DNA. <laughs> What? Why did you I do just came my pants. All right. Uh, yeah, it wraps up our codependency segment of just us two idiots. And then we're going to bring on the world famous Roastmaster. Fitness influencer. Fitness influencer. Hummers for Heroes. Lisa. Goddamn lamp of fucking Nelly. Are you listening, San Fran? Bang. You know what, Bo? I freaking hate most fitness brands, and I'll tell you why. They make you look like a sausage roll, even if you're skinny and beautiful like me. So you know where I buy all my fitness shit? Where? Fitnesswank.com. It's a company that makes you look good and that that undercarriage can breathe. Get Fitnesswank.com. You don't want to look like 10 pounds of shit in a 5-pound bag. Listen, that's unnecessary. <laughs> Fitnesswank.com. Seriously. Hello and welcome back to the Codependency with a Dream podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Just kidding. Welcome back to Losers with a Dream podcast. We are losers and we have big dreams and hearts and butts mostly. <laughs> and we are going to welcome oh, yeah. our life coach, our mentor. <laughs> Fitness influencer. Fitness <laughs> She likes to ballroom dance. Ballroom dancing, bitch. Makeup artist. Why are you forgetting my crafts? I love screaming so yeah. the people will I get like the truly fake scared. Yeah. If, if it's real screaming and it's on my part, no one will want to witness that. I've been no, trying no, not it's... to do that because like, that's how I used to create a lot of havoc in my life. I used to just scream and yell and then people don't feel safe with you. I feel, I feel <laughs> like... Then you wonder like, why do those, why did that gay couple write you off? I don't know. It could have been the screaming. That's possibly... I feel like we've only seen you at like a 70%. And we don't I don't want... know if you've even seen seventy. Like, uh, good. dude, hundred percent. Oh my god, it was. I called it the glorious scream because that was yeah. my mom, and she was the loudest. And it's kind of badass. Like, you kind of go, yeah. that's very charactery. So it's bad to be like fascinated by your mother being like Tony Soprano, but also right. kind of knowing, well, that's not really good all the time. Right. You know, when you need her to be, though, it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I have some things to say. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I want to address, and I, we're going to come back to codependency, but I do want to address this fat shaming thing that Bo said. Now, listen, 
This is comedy 101. When you are telling a story, it's not necessarily your opinion. So, Bo, I do not think you fat shamed. And as someone who's been 107 pounds larger, I would say that... I am very sensitive to fat and body yeah. stuff, and I, I follow a lot of body positivity people. And first of all, the proper name is fat. People do not want to be called, this is very woke, but I had to figure out what do people want to be called in different bodies. They want to be called not heavy. Yeah. They don't want to be called yeah. big boned. Right. They don't want to be called overweight because it's, it's really subjective over what weight. So fat is the word. People like to be called fat. Well, not in a mean way, but they say, I am a fat person. Okay, fine. But if you're telling a story that your mother said, listeners, listen to me. You're all cunts. And I'm just going to say, just JK, I just want to say that if Bo's recounting something, or even stupid Nick is recounting something about that their mother, their father, this one, that one said... They are telling a story. Their opinion is not, they should not have to make an apology first. Like the following story may contain fat shaming by my mother. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you're telling a story. So don't own that Boline back. You're looking fat. Listen, <laughs> let me say. So if you're, you're looking heavy. If you're telling a story, that's why a lot of comics lie on stage, by the way. I saw it at Gotham the other night. Some guy was telling a story about what his uncle supposedly said. And you know, he was just telling a racist joke. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> his uncle didn't say that. Come yeah, on, man. That's funny. It definitely said the racial slur for agent okay so uh, you're allowed to tell a story you shouldn't have to give a disclaimer that you know no fat people were harmed during the telling of this story although that thong is pretty harmful to find in your house in the first place so i would say uh you are not oj because oj was ultimately guilty right your mother is oj (laughs) not just oj oj also in the delightful drinks with yeah. vodka she would give you every day to wake you up <laughs> that enabling whore so also, and your brothers are ron goldman and nicole uh, whatever yes and by the way i hate to break it to you nick though you're the, the guy you fell in love with at cvs the yeah, one yeah. who was so nice to you and was had his struggles he died so <laughs> is terrible no but nobody wants pity but i do like that you had empathy and i think i've been also aired on the side of too much empathy where it ended up pity and no one right. wants there's mm. nothing more insulting than someone feeling sorry for you yeah so you know it's good that you kept it where hey man i can keep it on myself i could say hey look at this guy you know he has worse struggles possibly than i do although i arguably think he probably has a better life than you probably because right. his father does not work at Dutchess. <laughs> so and his father doesn't call big women mud wrestlers yeah i know yeah. again that's wait, not my opinion that's your father mm, that's yeah. Yeah. although i've Look never seen you date a mud wrestler because you're a fat shamer anyway <laughs> Okay, so the thing is, I what's great about this codependent subject, what I love about this is you guys are bold enough and brave enough as straight-ish millennials to be able to say, I want love. Women are saying this all the time. Every woman, there's sex in the city, there's this, that, the other. There's no show about a couple of guys who want to find love because they're called gay. So <laughs> when I, I was not gay shaming. But I think what's great is that you actually put out there, you're not looking for just having your knob gobbled. Although right. who doesn't love that except me? Oh. <laughs> um, but I think we it's it great to, to really put it out there that, hey, this is not 
classic hey uh, bro stuff about like look if I get my fucking dick wet if I get my dick wet I'm fine no you want love and I think that's very brave right uh, what I do like also is that we have a problem we are deriving our self esteem and by us I do not include me yeah. I include you two degenerates. We are <laughs> defining our worth by someone else or another object or a profession. I, for years, was codependent. I had boyfriends from age 12 to 40 without a day break in between. Yes, I was hot. <laughs> no, no, it's brutal codependence when you won't take a wow. day off. Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I always, and that's why I went to codependency rehab. More about that later. Yeah. But what you do is you find your worth through a, a, a substance, a person, or a thing. And as Bo knows, codependence is the root of all addiction. Yeah. Because if you're an alcoholic, you're codependent on alcohol. Right. If you're addicted to bad relationships, you are codependent on a person. So that is why use as a cautionary tale the poor late great Joan Rivers. She was so codependent on comedy to be her rock and even after her husband committed suicide she could not quit because that defined her self-worth so the minute we're looking at anything else to give us self-worth it's not called self-esteem it's what they call other esteem right so when you talked in the beginning about falling in love with yourself because of that set and by the way i was there it wasn't that great. Okay. It was, uh, we're going to put in, we're going to put, no, it was very good. It was really good. No, no, it was. You woke the rune up. Yeah. You did. But it's like you, it's like what happens though, you know, two days from now or three weeks from now when you don't do well. Yeah. It's holding on to that, oh my God, I'm funny anyway. I'm worthy anyway. I'm absolutely codependent with stand up. Yeah. It's so hard not to be. Yeah. A lot um, of things are hard. Guess what? Nick's penis is not. No, well, a lot right of things now. are hard, but I think what you do is you take it on a, hey, that's a great thing I have, a great evening, that was a great set, but it, even if we have to say over and over, to, over and over, okay, but it doesn't define who I am, it doesn't make me great, what makes me great, and it's so hard to get this until later in life, it's all internal. Yeah. Self-love is the only thing that fills the hole because honestly, that quote-unquote God-shaped hole is never filled by possessions, other people, a relationship, comedy, a career, money, or even Alexis yeah. and a hot dog from Duchess. Let's it get does a few of those things holes. and then we'll work on it. I know, right? <laughs> I don't want to hear Lisa. Yeah, yeah. Daddy needs a money and Alexis. Well, what's funny is like I try to get to millennials and talk to them about this and they're always like, like my niece, I, I said to her once, you know, we were having dinner and she's probably 29 and I just go, yeah, I mean, I'm not attached to like accomplishing anything anymore. I said, you know, I'm really like happy the way it is because that didn't, help me in life as far as make myself feel good about myself. I go, don't you think she should just like not try to accomplish anything anymore? She's like, I'm 29. I have to accomplish yeah. something. <laughs> like, yes, I you can't retire. Yeah, <laughs> but what you can do is say, look, if this goes away tomorrow, am I going to be okay? Right. Because I think here's the problem. I was listening to a podcast and the guy literally said like, we don't need anyone else. Like, we really don't. No. Yeah. We want 
someone else possibly. I don't because I'm a badass on my own. I was able to work right. on the codependence. You guys are weak. I get it. Right. You want somebody in your life. But honestly, if you said to yourself, could I live without it? Yes. Yeah. I had uh, a friend and he brought that up. He goes, mm-hmm. he goes, you know, what would you just have to think? Like, what would your life be like if you just never found somebody? Right. And, you know, it's kind of like you play that tape through and you go, okay, what's that going to be like? And it's not that bad. It's pretty effing yeah. good. Like, because once you get past the grief, they even, I was listening to a podcast where they mentioned a lot of grief work. And she said, sometimes we have to grieve the thing that didn't happen that we thought would. Yeah. So she's like, a lot of people don't meet the love of their life and have kids. And you grieve that and then you're okay. And right. you're still the little twinge or whatever. But it's like, we don't need much. We don't right. need, need much stuff. We don't need much, uh, you know, square footage of a house. By the way, like, I think it's a study was like, we use 13% of our living wherever we live is like yeah. we use the kitchen and the bathroom for the most part and yeah. sleep on the couch yeah. you know i mean it's just like it's <laughs> not a thing like where you need a lot and really if you're connected to something and some little purpose or some few friends you can get through life without the relationship do you right. want to probably not yeah but that's okay because you can just work on that and go i don't need it i want it and i can't get everything i want sometimes you can't yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, it, but I think it, to me, the, the, the thing about codependence that got me the most was thinking about value, you mm-hmm. know, because like, I think if you're already somebody who is, who doesn't really value themselves a lot, if you're already somebody who's mm-hmm. like, man, I just don't feel good about myself. It's so much easier. It's almost like, why wouldn't she be coded? Like you're, you're like, especially with that first couple relationships. Oh like, yeah. Why wouldn't she be codependent? You know what I mean? Well, how, and, how often have you actually seen two fully evolved non codependent people in a relationship? Almost never. Probably twice yeah, in almost. like 60 years. Yeah. Like I can name maybe two couples I've ever seen. Yeah. And isn't it interesting? Like for a lot of these couples and a lot of the people that I know they're married, it's like, if you looked under the hood of that marriage, mm-hmm. you'd be like, holy shit, this thing is broken as fuck. Right. But at the same time, if it's not, if it's running, if, if they're but is together, it running? here's the problem. Yeah. When is someone drinking a little too much? Is someone yeah. shopping a little too much? Is the guy taking a piss in the hamper once in a while? <laughs> you don't because they always, some drunk yeah, yeah, always yeah, does yeah. that, but it's almost My like gosh. I had a boyfriend once who I broke up with and you know, we were friendly afterwards. And he said to me, um, oh, I met a new girl. Like, oh my God, that's great. And he goes, yeah, she's great. Oh my God, we're both as codependent as each other. So it's going to work out. And of course, I'm not going to argue this because he's not evolved enough to get it. And I go thinking, hmm, until one of you decides to get better. Right. And that pulls the rug out. When that right. guy decides, oh, I shouldn't need her approval as much or I shouldn't um, put up with the yelling as much or whatever it is. Because it always shows up. Yeah, well, there's always one that's a little bit more evolved or there's always one that's just a little bit more willing to change because mm-hmm. people aren't the same on every level. You know what I mean? They just can't be. Well, have you, what are the some of the uh, hoops you've jumped through in order to keep somebody, you guys? Because first of all, Nick's full of shit. And I'm going to tell you, we know he's full of shit all the time, but he's like, I got it all out of my system when I was 18. Oh, really? How about that date that's coming up Friday? It's you fucking toughness. dummy. No, you know what it's called? It's called delusional. They because named you're like, tough I mothers got after me. I got it. I'm a he tough goes, motherfucker. When he's like, I got it out of, I got it out of my system when I was 18, but I'm going to 
go up with the girl who goes to me Friday. I mean, that's total codependence. It's like, it's not just it's more boredom. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's not just boredom or horniness. You could literally do anything else, but it's like, I'm going to see if there's a little hoop I can jump through to keep yeah. her interested. I hope she cancels. <laughs> anyway, I do it'd be the best thing because rejection is God's protection. God tried. Erection. You know, I don't believe in God in this. I believe in spirituality. I'm him. But yeah, everybody knows that. You're welcome. He's our higher power, isn't he? Yeah. Oh my God. I worship Nick. Bella <laughs> Gotham was my higher power. Yeah. Calm down, girl. Ew. Ew. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> so you, if she does, God gave you the opportunity once to get rid of this crazy bitch. <laughs> well, now you're going back for more. Oh, she, I hope she gives you a Hummer and then bites your cock. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not being funny. Sometimes you need a fucking... And toothprint on the on the penis <laughs> to get the message. Am I right, Bo? You've That's had right. many. Oh, uh, a dinged up wing. <laughs> <laughs> there He's still go. flying regularly. Spirit Airlines really. over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be this tall to ride. Yeah, it yeah. must be Frontier Airlines. <laughs> so tell us, Bo, what's some of the crazy hoops you dumped through? Because I've done a lot of them. That's why I went to codependency rehab because I found I almost got in a car accident in an ice storm to make sure this guy wasn't cheating on me. And when you kind of look at an ice storm and then you slowly close the suitcase and go, oh my God, I'm about to like, I'm that dependent on this guy. And you freaking go online and look up codependency rehab and you're happy when something pops up. Yeah. So, I mean, we've all done crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would love to know the mileage on how many times I drove in the middle of the mm-hmm. night to my ex's house because I was like, she's not feeling okay and we should talk. And we'd yeah. have these long conversations in the parking lot and I'd be I'd be getting calls from other guys that probably needed help because yep. they were on the roof right. thinking about jumping. I mean, and that's their journey. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. We lost yeah. a couple of good men out there. No. Playing for the Yankees? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and yeah, I mean, there were so many nights where I would I would just jump too, man. Like I was, I was so wrapped up in, uh, you know, okay, she's feeling this way. I used to take days off of work because I'd be like, I would used to tell my boss, I'd be like, you know, she's, uh, she's not doing well. And so I gotta, I, I would right? drive her to doctor's appointments or, um, or her father would drive, but then I'd be, I'd be literally just driving behind them to the place and, and like sitting in these like waiting rooms and they're like, what do you, I know, but, but you know, know what's I mean? weird. It's like, none of this is worse than any of us have ever done. Like we've no. all put somebody else's needs before our own. And it's even when with elderly parents, or babies yeah you know maybe it, it's hard you can't same thing you can't put other people's needs before your own because then you resent them you hate them you probably end up drowning them in the baby's <laughs> case but no it's let's it's just like nobody needs us more than we need to take care of us so yeah if i'm putting my mother's needs before my own i'm gonna end up yelling at her resenting her hire somebody to do it it's yeah. almost like with uh your fantastic clothing clean out yeah, yeah no yeah. that was great yeah but it's Costs like well if you don't want to do it you can hire somebody to do it yeah. we can always hire out some care for people sure. so this whole like i'm so selfless that i put their needs first yeah. there's always a way to get your needs met at the same level or i think it's a little has to be a, a 
Contair more. If yeah. you know what I'm <laughs> well, saying. Well, I remember like it was like the second year of the relationship. It was almost over, but I was trying to save it. And I was trying to save her. And so I was like, wherever you want to go, we'll go. So she like booked this crazy vacation in right. the Bahamas. Right. And I mean, we spent a lot of money. It's so I had the money at the time. It wasn't like crazy. By we, yeah, was by we you flush. mean I. She. No, no, I had the money. <laughs> oh, I had the money. She spent it. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. she loves spending it, and and we I remember going down, and I got the flu on the fl- on the flight down to the Bahamas, right? And she was upset that I wasn't feeling well, and we just, basically I was just like, oh no, I'm fine, <laughs> just like yeah. dragging me through this resort, and I was like. And I just didn't want to speak up for myself. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be like, well, we're doing it. We're having fun. And, and as long as she's happy and you know what I mean? And meanwhile, just miserable at this like five-star resort. And what's so funny <laughs> is those people we want to make happy are never going to be made happy by yeah. us anyway. And then there was a casino in yeah. the place and it was March Madness. Oy and I lost about two grand betting games because oh I was just like, because I, I was like, you're already down a lot of money on this vacation yep. might as well just put some money go on michigan it. state see what happens <laughs> no put no. all your money on no, black, I don't like sports. black 69 I, don't like sports. I, don't, I think it's dumb with it just roll the ball i, I think they're all dumb it's, basically it's I all bad yeah no no but it's the kind of thing where if you break your supposed eating plan in the morning the whole day shot instead of going one meal at a time you go the whole day shot so that's what you were doing with the vacation but yeah it's like agreeing to even go on a vacation you don't want to go to like everybody makes or not not everybody but all people who don't work on themselves do is try to make you feel like you should want that and you're bad for not wanting that yeah Mm. you know and it's just up to us to put our needs first but not to the detriment of them but to preserve our own self-esteem and our own self-love because nobody's really bending over backwards for us and they shouldn't nobody should so i mean you know nick what about you since you're so healed (laughs) i mean this fucking chooch doesn't move on (laughs) (laughs) well nick one one way was what i was really happy to hear your father's driving himself into the city every day for his prostrate situation because you can't continuously go oh my God, I'm losing money from my job or I'm going to get in a car accident because I fall asleep driving or whatever. <laughs> it's not not caring about your dad. No, it's no, like no, helping no. him to help to, to be a better person and to be more independent and to help you just keep your sanity. Yeah, no, that's, uh, nailed it. Yeah, 100%. Because well, yeah, you yeah. try to caretake them. And the reason we try to caretake them is so we're looked at as such a big hero and we're looked at as, oh, what the good son. So at the funeral <laughs> well, in I 20 always, years, yeah. you get to be like, you were the best son ever. Yeah, he's dead in a coffin first from his dad because he died in a car accident because he's driving this old bastard to get his ass checked. No, but my first... That all works. I, I know my first, like, uh, you know, because obviously, and we've talked about it a million times, but losing my mother and my grandmother yeah you know so when my dad calls that call gets immediately returned just because yeah. i'm well, like you're like ah what's i'm happy you know what i mean like i bet it doesn't this friday when you're on the date with the chick who i hope goes <laughs> what do you to want that yeah 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 well no it is true because it's like oh it's my mom or oh it's this one or uh. by the way it it your dad might outlive you. That's what's so wild about all of life is we're all worried about this one living or dying. Who the hell knows? We don't 
have even one more minute promised to us. Yeah. We could all go right now. A bomb could fall on this building, and I kind of hope it does. <laughs> but it's like, we don't know. And they have to have other people to count on, too. Yeah. You know, they always say caretakers have the worst, like these women who are, and it's usually women who are nurses, who are, you know, home health aides and all yeah. this. They have the worst health because they put others before them. Yeah. So I think as a caregiver, even if you're not doing it as a profession, you have to go, oh, have I eaten correctly? Have I got enough sleep? Because you will go insane. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll blame them. And it's like, no, no, no. Who dialed for pain? Right. You know, yeah. because that whole thing about dialing for pain, I think I told you when I was in codependency rehab, they make you change the name of the person you're trying to get away from to pain in your phone. So Ooh. if they call, if you're answering, you're answering, all you're getting is pain. I actually changed mine to dick pics because <laughs> my ex used to send, the guy I was trying to get rid of, sent his pictures of his dick to another girl and I found out. Oh, man. Because I hacked his AOL. That's so easy. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. So I was like, oh, how about put type in dick pics so you remember what this guy did and i was who does i did that? thank god i at that point i didn't answer anymore yeah. but i go wow isn't it interesting what we need to wake us up right you know because this guy gave me away i mean this guy i mean it's in my book my my fantastic non-best-selling uh book <laughs> chocolate please it's i uh, he used to you know, smoke pot a lot so i was like i'll try a pot i mean me oh my god and i hate the pot because i'm just so i need control all the time yeah yeah, yeah. you know so again Jesus. i think codependency is something we have to work on the rest of our lives but we don't have to let ourselves off the hook and go yeah it's just for this girl it's just for my dad it's just for my mom it's going you know when my phone rings and when Bo should be saying you know hey uh oh it's mom i don't have the emotional reserves right now it's yeah. not saying i hate my mother i don't have the reserves let me wait till I do. Right. And then three weeks later, when you do, <laughs> or you're right out of a meeting, then you yeah, dial, yeah. then you pick up. And then when I'm 45, I will there then talk go. to my mother. You know, perfect <laughs> and also you're taking away her journey of learning that she needs to change. Yeah. There should never be an adult woman who is supposedly in a marriage calling their adultish son. Yeah much yeah and pushing on them an awful vacation to the outer banks i think okay it's poor oh, that's a poor people shit no i'm just kidding no but but in other words i love your mom i think her heart's in the right place but she is the enabler yeah absolutely and you're enabling and interrupting her journey yeah by always picking up but it's my mom oh fuck you you little <laughs> douchecock figure it out go to a meeting she's wonderful yeah that's but, i mean that's but, why but i would I'm feel right. like you I'm are right. right you're right and i think i think it's it's very telling of because me and nick even though you know I, it may not be true for us totally mm -hmm. we're from the generation of like helicopter parents oh yes where it just it was almost it was almost like assumed that parents were going to be codependent with their kids. Sure. You know what I mean? So I think that like, as all of us show how fucked up we are by how we're going <laughs> to screw up yeah. the next yeah. 20 years. See how they screwed yeah. you guys up. Yeah. Like I think when we end up having kids, we're going to be like, okay, <laughs> you know what you I mean? Hope. Gonna be I little... would doubt, I doubt it unless you're really, really conscious of everything. So you have to be, you have to really break the pattern 
uh, intentionally because that's hard to break I'm that pattern. I'm not even going to look at no my kids. What, Listen, what I think you should do, don't procreate either one of you. Nobody needs a little fat bow, fat shaming alert, and a little horrible She's Nick fat running around. My, little my, my children, my future. Lisa, should yeah. fat shame the future children? This, this, our children listen to this and they're scarred by this. I know. First of all, you can't win as a parent. It is tough, but I, I know what yeah, you mean you're about right. the, like, for me, I mean, first of all, there were four of you. Right, yeah. you're they adult. Look, that, that's fat shaming. Oh, you mean four kids? You mean four kids? Oh, sorry, man. No, but for for me, it wasn't so much a helicopter. I was the only kid. Right, yeah, right. that's different. My grandmother lost her only child. My mother, yeah, who only had one. I was the focus. Yeah, in a way, the in star. some ways. I, well, in some ways, I ran away from, like, I didn't answer the phone a lot for my dad and my grandmother. They were, in a way, codependent on me. Like, they, sure. treat, they treat you as if you are their spouse or significant other because they both lost their significant others or their kid. And they put all their, as we know, we're mean, usually meanest to the people closest to of us. Of course. Right? So I got the brunt of everything. Like right. when my grandmother was going through a breakup, I would get a call and she'd be in a bad mood. And I'd yeah. be like, yeah, I need money for books. For <laughs> She's I know, like, it's well, very... Bob was going to take me to the casino this weekend. And he yeah. did. And it's like, well, I don't know. Right. Well, well, but the fact <laughs> is only you guys can put the stop to it. So it's not right. saying cut anybody off or be dramatic. By the way, you can back away from codependent things a little bit just by going, oh, I'm going to pause. Yeah. You know, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Bo, I'm assuming you're always all for it at the same time. It's a consistent. You need to yeah. halt before you pick up that phone and go, what's going to, what's the story? We're going to do an episode on this if it kills me. I keep thinking of it and we have to do it on the stories we tell ourselves. If you do not pick up that phone on your mother go what's the story oh she hates me right uh she's she's in a spiral and mm -hmm. something's going on with the the other kids mm -hmm. and she needs help and, and what can you do about it what's the story you tell yourself what are you gonna do well i'm you know i i'll be there to comfort her exactly. i'll be there the I'll, I'll be able to talk her through it yep i will be able to fix the problem that's happening with the siblings right um so see how it's like i'll have the good advice you're the fixer i am and that never works and the caretaker it never works never. and that's why it's good to practice on your friends to when they ask advice you heard we taped a podcast the other day not ours but someone else's and the guy said Lisa, I have a question. Do you think I should do this? And I go, you already have the answer. Right. Everyone always has every answer. Yeah. And it is, by the way, that's not a frustrating answer to friends. Because I've tried it on several enlightened and unenlightened friends. One being Nick, because he's unenlightened and really dumb. Fucking and fucking Terrible. terrible. And I've word. said, what you, do you, you know what you should yeah. do. And they're like, yeah, I really should do dot, dot, dot. Right. So we all know what we should do. We just... It's codependents take polls of other people to imagine what their own opinion is. Yeah. So your mom will live. She'll survive. Mom, the story you need to replace that with, if you can just start slowly, is my mom's going to be fine. And if she's not, that's her journey. And I will call back when I have the energy for it. Right. So you rushing into fix because I've done it for years. So that's how I can talk about it. Never works. No one wants to be fixed by us.
They just want to be so heard good and complain. I mean, no, you're terrible. <laughs> He's the, the mechanic. You are. You're the you're the Joey Buttafuoco of yeah, AA yeah. members. You really are. And you really I have think, a great wrench. I <laughs> Not really. It's kind of crooked from what I hear with, from the with girl tooth, with the side salad. Tooth marks. <laughs> She DM'd you? No. Okay. What we need to, to she, listen. I know. Do you have anything else to say for yourselves? I no, think, leave me alone. Stop no. being so codependent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to reenact one quickly, oh, no. one quick thing. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, you're going to text me. You're going to be uh, you, and I'm going to be the girl who's the date for Friday. Text me what you would really want to say. Okay, we have the date really, set really up. What do you really want to say? You About you, what? About, I mean, do you really want to date somebody who ghosted you? Uh, okay, so let's yeah. just text. Why? Because I'm putting, the, I'm going to make it a win, okay? It's What's a, a win? I'm in the loss category. Well, you're closing up old business? Is I that need what this a is? W. I'm clearing That's not all a win. My... Okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm a winner! Here, I'm going to be both of these. This is me. Uh... Hey, what's her name? Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, we can't. Let's say Joanne. That's not right, is it? She's 75 years old. <laughs> okay, Bertha. Hey, oh, hey, 90. Bertha. It's uh, it's Nick. <laughs> Lol. Now you see my star what rising. Time, yeah. What time we meeting up tonight? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Yeah. It's noon. Hey, around noon, just checking to see if we still are off for today. Yup, for some Cuban food. LOL. Cricket, 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 cricket. 5 p.m. You, not sure if you want to get together tonight. LOL, sad face, frown, dick emoji, eggplant. Eggplant. And then it's like crickets once again. If not, it's okay. I'm relying on you for all my self-esteem yeah. binge drink. Okay, so this is that's what's gonna happen. I think the healthy Nick, this is just me, as the healthy Lisa finally. The healthy Nick. I just enjoyed that. Um that was a little sweaty. It wasn't good. Okay. Here we go. The healthy Nick. Podcast ends today. You know, Joanne Bertha. I was thinking that was very hurtful that you ghosted me last year. And I don't think this is something I wish to continue. I wish you nothing but the best. My dick is not big. Bo McDowell's number is two zero three. If you want mediocre. (laughs) Yeah. I got a guy for you. But you're not going to do that yet. I am not so codependent that I expect you to do that. I would just be happily surprised if you made a little progress and did not look to yeah. women to fill your hole. <laughs> well, I know it sounds dirty, but I didn't mean it that yeah. way. She said she's going to peg me. I'll fill your hole. Oh, my God. I think we've learned a lot and only from me, not from these two emotional idiots. I'm following up leads. Oh, God. All right. Bo, Detective Elliot Stabler. Like, That's my mental wait, health check I would just like to congratulate Bo. On your journey weight loss. of getting dumped and using grief yeah. work and also <laughs> don't cry on <laughs> now. Guys. But I'm proud of you. So shut up. Don't try to cut me off. 
I'm like your mental case mother <laughs> who won't be kind of I'll blow up your phone for you. No, I'm very proud of you. Thank Less you. proud of you, but I know baby steps is what it takes with certain Italians. Yeah. Italian shaming. <laughs> Guys, if you love the podcast, and please. And even if you didn't, go fuck yourself. Rate and five review. Five star review. Nothing five star less. Reviews. Yeah, if you're not going to do five stars, we're not so go dependent that we need nah. you. Nah. Nah. Don't need you. You know who I am? <laughs> You know who this is? You know who this is? A guy you who takes who a date is. after being ghosted. <laughs> yeah, that's right. See takes you next week. Rate, review, suck a dick. Mwah. All the above. Hey, thanks for listening to Losers with a Dream. We'll see you next week when you got more time to kill. Fucking hate these guys.